Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! Yes! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world. Coming at you guys from Phoenix, Arizona. You guys can get more at ApologiaStudios.com. That's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios.com. That's where you guys go to get over 200 radio and podcast episodes, a wide variety of topics, some great, great guests, theologians, scholars, scientists. Such a blessing to be here today. An important show. You guys can get lots more at ApologiaStudios.com. You can even get the TV show, the after show, and Apologia Academy. And you can partner with Apologia Church in our mission to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth and to provide a defense for the biblical gospel. That's what's up. You guys can do that by going to ApologiaStudios.com. Sign up for all access. And when you do, you partner with us. You make everything that we do possible, including all of the recent content that we put up of our evangelism outside the Mormon temple in Mesa, Arizona, content that is bringing Mormons to Jesus around the world, literally around the world. We've got Mormons coming to Christ, messaging us, believers engaging Mormons now because of that content. You made that possible. It's all you guys. God, of course, is the sovereign, but he uses you as the means. Partner with us, guys. ApologiaStudios.com. I'm with Luke the Bear. What up? Deacon Dan. Hello. Marcus, King Ginger Pittman on the ones and twos. Hello. Oh. Yo. So, important stuff to talk about today. We're so glad that you joined us. I want to thank you, all of you guys who are listening to this today. Maybe some of you are listening to us for the very first time. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Apologia Radio. I want to thank you for all of our longtime listeners that share our content, that, um, that listen on a regular basis and pray for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are going to talk today about an important subject. We're going to talk about hatred and racism, tribalism within the church. Um, I want to start by saying that this subject is very near and dear to my heart. I've been heartbroken over the last couple of days Mm -hmm. seeing some of the conflict that's taken place between brothers and sisters and a lord of different skin colors this issue, of course, was kicked off in a very, very large way by the recent Gospel Coalition Martin Luther King Conference. And, of course, also because of the article 
Mm-hmm. Written by Tabidi. Titled, We Away Repentance for Assassinating Dr. King. So that spurred a lot of conversations online. People are still going back and forth over it. There's been conversation between Tabidi and our good friend Douglas Wilson. Conversation between Tabidi and Dr. White. Right. Some important things. Some painful things have been said. I've witnessed a lot of that the last couple of days. So we wanted to do an episode that would be helpful and not hurtful. Right. I want to say to everyone who's listening to this right now, and I want you to hear me on this. I want to be so sensitive to the hurt and to the pain that many people have experienced. And I don't want to be, I don't even want to talk about what color, what color initially. White people, black people, brown people, yellow people, red people. I want to be sensitive and I don't want to be dismissive. So many of you have experienced genuine harm Mm. from another person because of the color of your skin. Many of you guys still still feel pain, still feel wounded, still feel a desire for justice over past sins in this nation, wicked, wicked, wicked sins in this nation. And so I want to address this issue in a way that's sensitive, but also puts premierly the gospel, Christ, our unity, the biblical worldview at the very front of discussion, not our emotions. And so I want to just ask you just to stay with us and to listen. We have on, as a very special guest, Ivy Connerly, our good friend, someone I love dearly, we love dearly. And here's how we're going to play this out today. We just did Apologia TV with Ivy. We introduced the discussion. We don't want to lose any of that. We'd like to actually just continue that discussion right here on Apologia Radio. So what we're going to do is this. A little unusual, I recognize. We're going to take the audio from the TV show. We're going to plug it in right now. And then we're going to continue the discussion Mm. right now on Apologia Radio. So just stay with us, guys. Just know that our ultimate desire is unity in the faith. Love. Love is foundational. All right, so before we go to that, you guys have anything you want to say? Marcus, you want to add anything before we start this? No, I mean, I think I think this is a major issue, and obviously racism is a problem, police brutality, all that stuff is a problem. But I think there's some major issues in terms of how we fix the problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the, the, the centrality of it is how we like what justice looks like Mm. right so i think there's two competing views and there's the social justice view which is being propagated now Mm. the leftist social justice justice view and then there's the the biblical view of justice and reconciliation and as in the law of god as in the law of god yeah yeah so those are the things and a lot of these a lot of these guys i'm just gonna say a lot of these guys are two kingdom guys and they're trying to appeal to old testament Mm. law and they're getting it wrong because mm. their theology doesn't allow it, and it's just a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So no. I, I, that would be—I I guess I would like to say that to introduce this. Let's just at least start it now, so that we can pick up with it at the end of this TV show discussion. You nailed it, Marcus, when you pointed to the fact that people are appealing to the wrong standard of how to fix this. Yep. And we live in a time where there is the socialism, the cultural Marxism. It's undeniable. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff on this in the future to try to equip you all. What is cultural Marxism? 
Does any of this have to do with cultural Marxism? And has cultural Marxism actually infiltrated the Christian church? Mm. Are there major players, major players, that have infiltrated the Christian community and that are influencing even some of these large, respected Christian organizations via their money? Has the worldview shift been as a result of these cultural Marxists infiltrating the church with their message and now it's being propagated out of the mouths of respected Christian leaders? Is there a trail of money? Can we demonstrate that? Well, pray for us because we're going to take a big risk over the next couple of months and try to demonstrate that for you. And so I know that's a huge thing to say. I know that you're probably shocked hearing it coming out of my mouth. But I can tell you right now, there is some very, very nefarious forces at work and very, very scary influences. And uh, we're going to be demonstrating that. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and leap right into the discussion. So we're going to go ahead and go out of this now into the into the TV show, play that audio for you, pick up on the other side, and let's continue the discussion. Here is Ivy Connolly on Apologia TV. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Apologia TV. I'm Jeff the Ninja coming at you guys. Gospel heard around the world from Phoenix, Arizona. That's Luke the Bear. What up? And that is Deacon Dan. Daniel right there. We got Marcus Hello. King Ginger on the ones and twos in the back. We got Carmen uh, running the gear here. And we have a very important show today. We're actually going to do this TV show today. And we're also going to do a radio uh, podcast at ApologiaStudios.com. So if you guys want to get more of a discussion, we want you to go to ApologiaStudios.com. encourage you guys to share uh, the episodes when you get them. We believe that this particular subject uh, is very timely. It is vitally important for the church to get right. There are all kinds of forces at work here um, to really, I think, divide the people of God in a way that I haven't witnessed myself mm. since becoming a believer. And um, it breaks my heart. I think it's an important subject. It's very, 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 very important for us to get this right and for us to be able to put a stop, put a barrier right now in front of this so that uh, it doesn't go any farther. Uh, some of you guys are aware uh, of the recent article by uh, Tabidi, and uh, in the article, Tabidi says something that was a bit of a, um, a, bit of a shocker to a lot of people, and uh, it's created a conversation within the Christian community that you may well have heard of, these last couple of uh, weeks, and the article in Together, or the, Go the Gospel Coalition, uh, was titled, very clickbaity, was, We Await Repentance for Assassinating Dr. King. Actually, it wasn't a very long article at all. It's very, very short. But it started a conversation, and that conversation has at times been bad, uh, mishandled, and uh, by, by many people. And uh, that conversation um, has created... Uh, trouble within the Christian community. Uh, there is a lot of division right now over this issue, and the issue is race within the within the Christian church. And um, this is not something that um, I personally would have ever seen coming, uh, particularly within the reform community, but it's here, it's upon us, and we wanted to have a discussion about it that would ultimately be helpful. We do not want to be a source of pain and hurt and trouble. Uh, we want to be sensitive, of course, to legitimate um, problems that exist within the United States of America. Of course, abroad, but within the United States of America, we want to be sensitive to the fact that there are people that still have hate within their hearts and hate within their hearts for people um, with a different pigment uh, in their skin. Um, there are people 
who would call themselves believers, who definitely would uh, be what we would call racist. And um, I personally don't like the term racist. I don't think it codifies what the Bible would say about the problem of uh, hatred in your heart for another person because of the color of their skin. I think the problem ultimately is tribalism and hatred. Tribalism and hatred, that is the source of the conflict and it exists throughout history. It exists mm-hmm. today. And I think that that's what we have to address. There is, according to scripture, only one human race, only one. We're all coming from the same parents and that's important to get right. And I think as we introduce our guest today, I wanna to say, for me, this comes down to the glory of the gospel of the kingdom. Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, the promise of the coming kingdom was that the Son of Man would come up to the Ancient of Days, he'd be seated, and um, he'd be given a kingdom that would never pass away, it would never be destroyed. It would be all tribes, peoples, tongues, and languages. People would come to him. All the families of the earth return to worship the Lord, Yahweh, because of this Messiah. And so one of the things that has been so much of a blessing to me as a Christian is the fact that God brings together people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, different colors, different Mm -hmm. cultures and backgrounds, and it's glorious, beautiful. But there is still hurt. There's hurt in people's um, uh, churches. There's hurts in people's minds over this issue issue of race, racism. And so we wanted to have uh, somebody we love dearly on the show with us today. Ivy Connerly is on with us today. Welcome to the show, Ivy. Hey, good to be here again. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, uh, we have a short television show today. We're going to do the radio show afterwards, but let's begin the discussion. Um, I, I, at least I'll, 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 there's so much to talk about, but I'll at least begin here. Colossians chapter 3, I think, is a powerful text to, to start off a discussion with. After the Apostle Paul talks about how you're not going to ultimately curb self-indulgence with do not taste, do not touch, don't do all these things, If you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking what is above. He says, therefore, put to death what is earthly within you. And so he says to put to death the old man and to put on Christ, put on the graces of Christ. He then says something so powerful in Colossians 3, verse 11. He says, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. He says, put on then, because of this, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, one body. All right, so let's begin the discussion, guys. Uh, Let me just, I'll start by saying this. Take a stab at it, guys. The most painful thing for me to see in all of this is to see brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. of different colors now at odds with one another because of past hurts and even in some cases current hurts because of cultural circumstances somebody might find themselves within. Um, And so, you know, for example, and and Ivy, I'd like to hear what you had to say about this. I grew up in Washington, D.C., And the school that I went to in Washington, D.C. initially was primarily uh, black. So the white uh, community was the minority community in my school. And in Washington, D.C., I had I have numerous stories where I was chased by people uh, with guns uh, running for my life uh, because I was white. I had black people running after me, calling me cracker, calling me white mother effer. I had um, one night when I was going to a friend's house. 
these guys tried to jump me. All black guys poured out of a vehicle, and uh, I was able to get around a house and hide behind a bush. They ran past me. They had pipes, and they had bats, and I ran the other side to the other side of the street, and I hid behind a car, and I watched them looking for me under cars and around the neighborhood. Um, and when they ran past me, they were yelling racial expletives as they ran past me while I was hiding on the ground behind a bush. And so I have a lot of experience personally with dealing with racism as, as a white person, but one of the things I've never even thought to bring within the Christian community as a, as a white Christian is any past hurts and pains and generalizations about the black community because of the kind of hurt that I've experienced uh, being a white person that grew up outside of Washington, D.C. And I think, again, the glory of the gospel is that God changes us and all of us, and he puts us into one body. So I'd like to hear, Ivy, when I, we come back, I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. I'd like to hear what you have to say about this conflict within the church, the, the racism that exists, and the past hurts, and of course being sensitive to those things and wanting to address them. But the division, I don't think, is helpful. And so I want to hear what you have to say about that. We're going to come right back, guys. Apologia TV, you can get more at apologiastudios.com. And I want to encourage you guys to share and like the episodes, sign up for all access, get every TV show, every after show, Apology Academy. Thank you guys for watching. Very important stuff right here, guys. Be right back. Welcome back to Apologia TV. Everybody, thank you for joining us. I'm Jeff, that's Luke, and that's Daniel. On right now with Ivy Connerly, uh, someone we love very, very dearly. Um, done lots of ministry together. So Ivy, I just left talking about experiences of racism in my own personal past, but also recognizing the need to be sensitive to people who have experienced the same thing on the other side but not thinking from my perspective that that is a healthy thing to bring into the church in terms of generalizations about a particular group of people. Like for example, saying, well, all black people are like this because I experienced this or all white people are like this because mm -hmm. I've experienced this. What, what do you have? Well, just help us with that. Help, help us to, I, I want to be sensitive because I know that there's real problems. I know that. And I want to be sensitive, but I, I also want to avoid the pitfalls of division. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, one of the things that 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 bothers me is um, is like before we got started, um, me and Luke was uh, interacting a little bit about you know about like it's funny, it's, of course, and not not funny as being you know um, hilarious, but it's just it's 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 funny when you when you look at um, Christians and then. Um, we get to these type of issues and our theology kind of flies out the window. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, as like, this is something that I, that I didn't think that was going to uh, linger so long. Like, you know, I, like we know in uh first Corinthians 12, 12 through uh, 27, uh, Paul is addressing the church and then he's saying how we are um, one body, but different members. Yeah. And first of all, um, yeah, you brought up there's no Jew, there's no Greek, or there's no Gentile in Christ. So Ephesians 2, 14 and 15 says he tore down that middle wall of, of um, you know, perdition uh, um, and whatnot. And making in one, uh, well, well, making the twine, I mean, one new man. Right. You know, from from, from the Jews. So, uh I used to focus on on race at times and 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 get upset, um, and at the same time I had to I had to ask myself this question: Are the people that I, I'm upset about 
Or are they a part of the fold? Are they a part of the body of Christ? Mm. I should really be blazing with 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 mm. anger, with righteous anger, if they uh, if 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 brothers that look like me are being shot down, in which they are, yeah, and they belong to um you know to the body. Not to say that um because murder is murder and it's wrong, even if someone is not a believer, it's it should be a capital offense in every case when it's cold blooded murder. Right. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I, I would agree with Paul. I have a love for my kinsmen according to the flesh, but you know, he, he was willing to pass them up for the ones that was, you know, ready to receive the gospel. Um, and you know, they was, uh, you know, to, to provoke them, you know, uh, to jealousy. So right. one of the things, that um that 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 bothers me heavily is that is that we don't we we're supposed to be Christ centered our mind is supposed to be renewed right we're supposed to think biblically we're supposed to be a biblical person so when we see the world um act crazy and or or like rioting or marching and whatnot we don't we don't hop on the bandwagon just because we look like them you know, we have to see, is it biblical what they're doing? Are they angry? Yes, but we shouldn't be angry like them. We shouldn't have the same approach that they have. Right. Rather, you know, we should say, okay, this is a good time to, this is a good time to evangelize. This is a good time to share the gospel. This is a good time to um, really show the world Christ and how we respond as a body, white, yeah. black, Hispanic, Asian, you name it. Right. Um, saying, hey, just just as you put it, the issue is tribalism. The issue is at it's a hard issue, and and in many men's heart, there's hate, yes. and that needs to be addressed. Yes. No, I know, and I, I think that that is the, the the thing to to point to. I said the other day on my Facebook, as this started to get bigger and bigger and bigger, I said that racism, and I put you know quotations because I think it's hatred and tribalism, but I said racism is mm -hmm. is a wicked sin, and people are going to be in hell for it. Mm. And wherever it exists, inside and outside of the church, it, it is it is a sin worthy of death. Whoever hates their brother doesn't know God. Period. You don't. Right. If you're if you're if you're a racist person, uh, if you hate your brother because the color of their skin, you name the name of Christ, then check your heart. You're probably not a believer. Um, there's there's just no way to reconcile hatred for a person for the color of their skin and love for Jesus Christ. It cannot exist in the same person. Those are, those are two different worlds, and, and it's too much tension to exist with somebody who's dwelt with the Spirit of God. It's not a possibility. And so I think that is the problem. It is hatred for another person, and that has to be dealt with. It can only be dealt with through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, I think it's treacherous. Mm. I absolutely hate racism. And, 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 and this can sound so pithy, Ivy, and I, and I hate that this will sound pithy like you hear the white person saying, oh, my best friend's black or I have black friends, you know, like it can start to sound pithy. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be I want to be so honest and sincere, sincere about this. When I grew up in the mar world of martial arts, my heroes in martial arts were, were of a different color than me. My master instructor is Filipino, and he brought me into his culture, and I fell in love with it. My, my, my weapons instructor was the world champion martial artist. He was the first um, American, but he was black, uh, that had won a world championship in China in Wushu competition. He was my master. He, when I was like a kid, I like adored him and looked up to him. So for me, 
Um, this, 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 this makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me because even from the community that I lived in with all the sort of like really difficult things I had to deal with being a white person, you know, in right outside of Washington, DC, I, I, it never even dawned on me to generalize that over the entire black community. And then to use that as a weapon against my black brothers and sisters, like I've been oppressed. And so now I'm going to generalize you all owe me an apology. Mm. But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, brother, at the same time, I do want to recognize that racism, hatred does exist in our society. It does exist. Mm. It exists with corrupt police officers. It exists with people who have been murdered by police officers that are not it's not handled justly. I recognize that there are black people who genuinely are in their communities experiencing hatred from other white people and maybe other Hispanic people because of the color of their skin. So I don't want to say, well, we've all experienced racism and everything else, so everyone just shut up. I'm going to say, no, let's, huh. let's deal with the issue. Let's call it what it is, and let's actually be a prophetic witness against it together as a church, whites and blacks and browns and reds and yellows and purples and whatever color you are. So go ahead, Abby. I'd like to hear you talk more yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And and I, I don't believe as Christians we get a chance to uh, pout and we get a chance to <laughs> jump to the aid of people who look like us. Does it affect us? Yes, because we love our kinsmen. I'm sure everybody loves their kinsmen according to the flesh. Sure. Uh, um, like Paul. And I don't want to be the dead horse there. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we know that we are renewed, like the scripture that you read in Colossians, we are a new man in Christ Jesus then everything about us is being renewed day by day, right? Sanctification. So right. we don't get a chance to think like the old man, you know, um, constantly. Uh, yes. And we don't also get to, um, we don't get to see the world like the pagans see the world. We see a world that has been conquered by Christ. And he uses us as his church, of course, by his spirit to go out and set things right. Yeah. Because... He says, of course, in the Great Commission, Matthew 18, or excuse me, Matthew 28, 18, and so on. All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Now, for a believer, when we hear those words, we say, oh, all authority has been given to him. Well, amen. That means we get to go anywhere to anyone that is not lining up with Scripture and tell them how they can. Call them into repentance. Yes. And so this yes. issue, a lot of people may differ but um at the same time this issue it 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 definitely needs to be addressed biblically for us christians to have a clear understanding how we ought to um go about tackling this issue because if we if we don't understand fully what what what, what christ did we're going to get we actually are experiencing what that looks like now. Hang on. Because hang on, hang on to that. Hang on to that. We're going to a break right now. Be right back, guys. Other side, Ivy Connolly, guys. Good discussion. Very important. Stay with us. Apologiastudios.com. All right. Welcome back, guys. Apologia TV here with Pastor Luke, Daniel, King Ginger's on ones and twos. Carmen's in the back. We're on with IV Connolly right now, um, talking about this issue of racism, the church, division, those sorts of things. Ivy, you were finishing a thought there when we went to break. Go ahead and finish that. Yeah. Um, Kind of slipped my mind a little bit, but 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 well, but let me say this. Um, all right, so Christ, He rules, He reigns. All authorities His. We're in Him, so we have the authority to uh, speak His words to the world. 
right, and encourage one another, et cetera. Um, and how does that tie into racism? Well, because as Christians, we're supposed to shut that down. We're, we are called to, to, to um, be like David and kill giants, the yeah. giants that we face today. And whatever that giant is representing sin, and then however big it is, right, like, um, uh, like thank God for you guys that are really big with, with uh, killing that giant of, of, of murder, abortion, right? Right. And so um, we ought to do the same thing here with um, racism. We should, too, keep it in mind, yeah, mourn with those who mourn. Even if they're not believers, we as Christians should be sympathetic and we should uh, be empathetic in some cases, right? And, yes, yes. And just realizing that an image bearer has been taken from their families, taken out of this earth. No matter if they believed in Christ or not, it's murder is wrong. And it doesn't say in Scripture that murder is wrong if you m- uh, murder a Christian. No, murder's wrong if you murder anybody. Mm, yeah. And so, um, uh, well, of course, there's, I don't want to get into the specifics on what is permissible, you know, when you when someone breaks into your home, Scripture talks about that, it'd be night and you strike him and then he dies, then the blood is not on your hands. Right. However, we're talking about unjust killings. We're talking about people yes. that hate other people because of the way they look. Yes. I've had, uh, I really don't want to um, go all the way back and and kind of tell you my whole life story about racism, but of course I've experienced it. Right. You know, um, I had a one of um, one of my friends actually her son was gunned down in Las Vegas by the police officers for really like no given reason, mm-hmm. and so um, you know this thing hits home for me, and right. at the same time I know that we have the answers as believers to say hey you know this. This is is an issue that the gospel um, definitely tackles because it tackles every area of life. So let's use that. Let's not divide as a body and say, well, he's not with me and he doesn't hold the same position I do and he doesn't either. So we're just going to leave you alone. We don't have. First of all, we're not supposed to sow discord. We're not supposed to. um just break up as a body because of racism. No, yes. we huddle, we huddle. That's right. And we say, what does the word say about this? And how do we effectively go out and make that change? Right. So exactly. What does God hate? He hates the one who sows discord. Mm. He hates slander. And and I think yeah. one of the things that's important to say, Ivy, which I think that it would be a helpful course to be on together. I'm talking about every color in the church when we talk about the past, yeah, we actually have to have more rigorous standards as Christians in terms of the law of God and justice. All these guys talking about social justice today that are not theonomists, I'm going to say you're just yeah. a, you're just a you're a you're making no sense because you're just like the social you're like the socialist cultural Marxist around there talking about racial justice. But if you say what is justice, they don't have an answer. So even these brothers and sisters of whatever color that are talking about justice today, I'm going to say by what standard, mm-hmm. first of all. Because I think that we ought to be talking about what happened in the past with slavery in the way that the law of God does. That's how you talk about justice in the past. For example, Exodus, 20, Exodus 21, 16 through 18. I believe that every person, every white professing Christian who was involved in the slave trade in the way where there was kidnapping and everything else going on, it says in Exodus 21, 16 through 18, whoever kidnaps a person must be put to death, whether he sells him or the person is found in his possession. Everybody 
who was involved in the African slave trade, where there was kidnapping and all the rest going on there, everybody that did that deserved capital punishment. It's such a wicked sin, they deserve to die. Absolutely. And, and listen, you, we have to, it, it, let's just say it, as white Christians, start talking about it in that way. Mm. Like, will that help our brothers and sisters in Christ who are of a different color that do still feel hurt from all of that? Would it help them to be able to say with righteous indignation, it was so wicked, they all deserve the death penalty? We should be talking about it like that because you can't just be dismissive about it. Like, oh, it was just so long ago, no big deal. No, no, no. If justice is, is what we're going to pursue, then let's talk about it the way that God does and yeah. say what they really deserve was a death penalty mm-hmm. and let it never be in our history again. But the one thing I can't ever abide by is when we talk about past hurts, we talk about it in such a way that it actually divides us today. Right. It happened then, it was wicked, it was evil, but if we talk about it today, it can't be in a way that actually divides my black brothers and sisters from my white brothers and sisters today. It can't do that. If it's doing that, if our conversation is doing that, then we are absolutely doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, especially in Paul's day, especially in Paul's day, when he's talking in Gen- uh, sorry, um, Ephesians chapter 2 about the dividing wall being broken down, one new man, in Colossians chapter 3, that we're all one in Jesus Christ. Do you realize how scandalous that was in that day? Scandalous mm-hmm. and hard to swallow for Jewish Christians that were so used to being separate from Gentiles, not because the color of their skin, right. but because of their practices, because of who they were as an identity, as a people in terms of their sin right. and commitments and paganism. For Paul to say, no, 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 you're right. all one now. You're one. I got to say this. Do you not think that there were pains and hurts and past grievances that were going on in the day in the first century? And that was a present reality for those people. And Paul says, you're one. Kindness, love, put on the graces of Jesus. Forgive one another. Sing together with hymns and spiritual songs. Give thanks to God and everything. All of this was a present reality in the first century. Mm-hmm. The Jews experienced yes. oppression by the Romans. There, was, there were beatings and injustices and all the rest. And Paul doesn't say, deal with it by bringing it back up again and creating division within your ranks. Hmm. I was th- I'm yes. glad you brought that up. I, was g- I know we talked about, we're running out of time here, but Man, quick show. quick. <laughs> um, I think we learned in Ireland, uh, I think we should just stop saying racism because it, it, it makes it about skin color. You know, start calling it tribalism or Instead of you're a racist, you're a tribalist. Uh, we learned in Ireland that in Ireland it's white on white crime, right? right? It's it's Protestant versus Catholic. So it's not about the skin color. It's there's Catholics that hate Protestants and Protestants hate Catholics. And it's not because of their skin color. It's because of, it's because of their tribe. And we're about out of time. So, so if you want to see the rest of this discussion, I know we just so much to talk about, and sure. we're all very passionate about this, and we're all hurting over this, and we want it to we want it to heal and to stop. Um, and uh, we want us to be renewed and brought together in peace. So we're going to go to Apologia Radio right now. You guys can check it out at ApologiaStudios.com. That's where it'll be at with Ivy Connerly. Just go there, check it out. You can search for it. We'll see you over there. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore.
is the Chocolate Knox. If you love that wonderful sensation of chewing glass, this is the show for you. Cross Politic is a weekly show and podcast that mixes the taboo formula of faith, culture, and politics, proclaiming the Lordship of Christ in every corner of our culture. Hallelujah. Gabriel Wrench is a deacon from Texas, and he wears overalls. One time. <laughs> Chocolate Knox, a.k.a. David Shannon. He's a movie maker from Minnesota. Action! I'm Toby Sumter, pastor here in Moscow, Idaho, and I used to live in Alaska. Did you know that? No. No. We've interviewed everyone from Alveda King to Ted Cruz to Steve Dace to Walter Williams, and we invite you to join us here at CrossPolitik as we learn to fight, laugh, and feast all to the glory of God. CrossPolitik.com. I wrote off any Christian message. I accepted it as a white man's attempt to subjugate me, to brainwash me. And I soon got the impression that being Christian meant that you carried around in your inside pocket a bunch of rules and regulations which read, don't do this, stay away from that, don't touch that, and for God's sake, don't look at that. But for the first time, I was told that what made a man a sinner is the fact that he does not have God's life in him. Break to the point, they say the Bible's been plagiarized A white man's religion, they went and telling the people lies They rewrote history, so you don't even know where you come from You got your nose in they books looking so dumb You took his name, you took his wine, you took his wine He threw you scraps to go fetch, you still behind Wait, wait a minute, stop right there Let's get into some facts, speculation ain't fair I guess you don't like being bright but Sam Mercy So honored, truly honored to have this discussion today on this radio program, to have all of you listening to this discussion. Thank you for listening. Thank you to IV for joining us on this episode. Pastor Luke, Daniel, Marcus in the background. Yep. All right, so let's let's continue the discussion. We should probably mention first that that's Ivy's new track. Yeah, go ahead and t- talk about that, Ivy. Let's. I want to make yeah, sure we promote so that. So you tell us about it. That's all I know well, is yeah. your new track. Yeah, that's a, a track off of uh, the um, upcoming album. It's entitled "Don't Just Listen," based on the first chapter of James, the book of James, and uh, that track is entitled "Black Movement." And so um, it's really kind of taking jabs at the uh, comedic movement. Um, those that are involved in Egyptology and whatnot, getting back to the roots, hieroglyphics, uh, but there's so much inconsistency there once you listen to that song. And then also the Hebrew Israelites as well, taking some shots at them and just seeing the inconsistency of the Bible being scrutinized, um, you know, by them, seeing their inconsistencies, the inconsistencies in their uh, worldview, um, their theology, etc. You know, I, I think it's interesting to point out that these cults that have sprang up, let's take the Hebrew Israelites, for example. Isn't it interesting that these man-made religions and these cults do have so much of an emphasis on skin color and dividing over skin color? For example, you can go back to the false prophet Joseph Smith and his revelation and how much wicked racism exists existed exists within the Mormon community. You've got black people seen as cursed by God, the color yep. of their skin yep. being the sign of that curse. You've got the wicked statements within early Mormonism against black people talking about white people as white and delightsome. Mm. How utterly wicked. 
do you have so, to be and then you've got on the other hand you've got a modern cult like the hebrew israelites hebrew israelism that's how you say it um and you have that absolute horrendous hatred for the white man from these black men mm-hmm. and uh for example a couple weeks ago did you guys check out a couple weeks ago joshua white oh, yeah. dr white's son was in a discussion with some hebrew yeah, israelites it, it, it gets pretty crazy some of the things they're saying like oh. i'm gonna murder you and rape your wife and you hear all these yeah. things from these people and it's like their their vision of the future of when christ returns is that well now they get to for some of them not all right now they get to subjugate the white man and have you know rape his wife or have all these white women to themselves and it's like what that's not that's in no way something that's biblical it's vengeance yeah right well, yeah, yeah. It, it the idea of well i'm getting you you did this to me now i am i have the opportunity or i have the right to do it to you this was wicked to be right. done to me but i'm gonna do it to you because i'm right. so angry yeah 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 go ahead and you know what and just like the scripture that says i mean i mean it talks about repaying evil for evil that's not the heart of a believer we don't of course um repay people back for evil that's not that's not christ that's not christian even though they um don't hold to the christian uh title however they are still using uh the scriptures to try to justify uh and try to well they don't try to they do they twist scriptures to fit whatever crazy um agendas that they have because of the hatred of what transpired in america do um um you know when it comes to slavery right things like that so right. yep so i i just like i think it's an interesting point to make that unbelievers those who are lost in these non-christian cults in these world religions these man-made religions they have as a distinctive mark within them and you can show this really in so many different ways and so many different cults and man-made religions they have that that distinctive that they have an emphasis upon skin color it becomes a real pattern um, that the skin color has something to do with God's love for you, mm. right? Like yes. I, it, It's interesting because I remember the first time, really when I heard the gospel, I had been doing a lot of traveling at the time, martial arts competition, and so I was like away every weekend in some different city. Well, one time I was in Boston for a tournament, and um, I was walking down the streets of Boston, and I ran into this uh, guy who had a table out in the street, and um, he had all these things, these look like biblical um, booklets. But everybody on the cover of the booklet was black. So it was like King David black, and it was like Jesus black, and Moses was black, and Adam and Eve were black. And I'm just like new to all this. I first hearing the gospel and reading the Bible. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, what? this is interesting. I thought this guy, you know, he's a Christian. And the whole conversation he wanted to have with me is how all the biblical heroes were actually black, and Jesus was black. And I'm new to the faith at the time. And I remember that my initial response to him, and this was not trying to be antagonistic or like to be belittling to him, was like, well, so what? That's great. So what? David was black. Good. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, um, then he's then he's my one of my black heroes then. Great. So Adam and Eve were black. Good for them. I'm glad they were black. So what if Jesus yeah. was black? I'd love Jesus the same. If he was black or purple, it didn't matter to me. If Jesus is, if Jesus is black as night, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I don't need Jesus to look like me in order to be part of his body. That's right. That's right. right. It, I mean that sincerely. If Jesus is black as night, it doesn't change anything in my mind about Jesus. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I remember when Ivy and I were working in on the set for next week. We were building that. And we had a... we talked for hours and hours but one of the things that we talked about was how ivy's 
heart had changed from before he was a Christian to after and the fellowship that he has now with believers and what was what that was like. Ivy, can you talk about that? Because I remember you saying, I mean, the idea that you would be having conversations, deep theological conversations with, you know, a white kid from Arizona, considering how your life had gone up until the point you became a Christian, it seems kind of, you know, crazy. Can you talk about that for me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, truly, you know, of course, you know, once someone is brought into uh, uh, the fold by the application's grace of God, I mean, you really have those scales just fall from your eyes. And you see truth for what it is. And it's like, wow, this is a different world. This is, this is, these are people. These are people that are made uh, a Mako day in the image of God. Everything changed when, when I got a dose of the gospel, you know, when I got regenerated. Now, I'm not saying it was just like, a, you know, like a uh, tremendous experience to where I, I was so emotional about, or not emotional rather, but uh, it was just, um, it was uh, really the word I'm looking for is like this, 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 this uh, experiences or this experience that I had, it just was so, um, so potent that I just wanted to hug everybody that didn't look like me or look like me. I didn't have one of those, you know, type of experience, but I knew, but I did have a profound experience when I realized that Christ is Lord of all. And I have no right being a uh, moral agent or, you know, a, being a create a creation to look at anything that our Lord created and treat it as he did not create it. Because since you created me black, then everybody else, you must have not created them that special. Right. Every, every, it's all good. Yes. Black yes, is good. Black is good. White is good. Brown is good. Yellow is good. It's good. All good. Right. It's all good. I love the fact. I, I said this on Facebook really quick. I said on uh, when I was live, I was like, he doesn't just make one type of flower, right? There's always there's because he's flowing in abundance. So we see um, not just one type of um, ethnicity, which is beautiful. I think I it's beautiful. I love people that look like me, and I love people that don't look like right, me. Right, right. And if you belong to Christ, then amen. But I still love anybody if you even don't. Um, right. I don't have a right to not hate. Uh, I don't have a right to hate anybody that um, that don't look like me at all. And so uh, I thank God for that. I thank God that uh, that, that he takes and he mm. uh, removes that from us. Yes. Some more than others, yes. I will say. Yeah, well, because, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was just saying because some people um, still do take pride in their skin color. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say there's something that's necessary. Uh, there's something about that that's not really necessarily wrong. But if you are, if you are boasting in your ethnicity in such a way where you're putting others down, then, yeah, that's not being humble. Well, he exalts the, you know, the lowly and we ought to see each other as one in Christ. It's different. There's a difference between this. Is, I think a good way to put this biblically to keep it in conformity with God's truth. There's a difference between being proud of your skin color and being thankful for your skin color. Right. Like I'm exactly. I, like you, you I, like somebody can be thankful to God for being black and having black culture. And I can also yeah. be thankful for black culture and my black brothers and sisters. But in terms of being proud and haughty over the color of my skin, there's where the sin is. Mm. There's where the wickedness is. 
And, and, and that exists exactly. most certainly, without a question. That existed in early American history. People were proud of this color of their white skin, and they elevated the, they elevated the color of their skin in terms of some sort of special goodness over against the black person. Like, for example, even heroes of the left today, like someone like Abraham Lincoln, the man was a racist. Yes. He made racist generalizations yeah. and comments yeah. about white people, and he had no interest in the issue of slavery before the Civil War, and he, had, and he, he, saw, the, he saw black people as lower than the white people. Yep. He did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, yep. that's the leftist hero of today. He was racist. Yep. And yes. the classic definition of the term, he definitely was. And it was sinful, and it was wicked. It needed to be spoken against prophetically by the church, and, and to this yep. day. But it does exist. Now watch. Here is where some of my... Here's where some of people within my own white community might be falling off and doing harm by being dismissive to black brothers and sisters, or really, ultimately, any different ethnicity, um, in terms of when there is real hurt, waving the hand at it and acting like, well, I'm not that way, so you just need to shut up and, 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 mm-hmm. and like, we know we need, to, we need to come together in a huddle and condemn it together, mm-hmm. together. Like, for example, right. let, me, let me play this. Uh, let me go ahead and play this. Here's a couple examples. This is a Polynesian man who's actually brown. He's a minority. Uh, talking about a black man on a TV show. Shocked everybody. Listen to this. Other than that, um... <laughs> he didn't make an impression with me at all. Like, not a good or a bad... Uh-huh. I don't even remember him. Neutral. Okay, yeah. JJ? Michael's I mean, got a twinkle in his eye. Um, he's a young man, and um, I'd have to see more, but he seemed very open. Okay. Yeah. I don't like Mike well. Okay, I'm going to say that he's... Uh, looks like he's native Texas, and being from Texas, I would have to support that. But uh, I don't like him... On the fact that he's black? Absolutely not. David? Please, please, please. I knew this was going to come. Please, you know, I don't like him because he's black. Are you oh. even serious I right now? Thing, you know, I'm a minority, but I got a problem oh, with I was going to say. Okay, hold so on, hold shit. on. You're like a minority yourself. Absolutely. We wrote in yesterday together so i'm to assume based on what you just said that you don't like me because i'm black i'm talking in a general sense here but the fact that is general general sense of how how much more general than you can be and then you're sitting in a car with somebody you're riding in it you said it you opened it up am i you did that okay let me tell you this you must be out of your it doesn't matter if we wrote in or not it doesn't matter i don't know you from anybody okay we share the same mind to say but you know what my personal beliefs and my personal experience I don't like them. Your I never have, so gonna and I never will. What is it about black people that you don't like? This ought to be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm strapping in for this one. Yeah, well, strap tight. You might want to strap me in for this one. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, based on the experience and the people I've worked with, uh, where I come from, um, I, I'm sick and tired of people thinking, uh, specifically I am mentioning black people, thinking we owe them something, Wait. that the world owes them something. Ugh. Oh. Wait, I got more. Hold, hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was a that was a Polynesian man. Okay. So that that's a Polynesian guy, hating black people. That's hatred in his heart for black people. Wicked sin. He needs Jesus. Period. All there is to right. it. Now here's another example of a white man. This is horrendous. Hey, one more time, just just for. Hmm? So a white man goes off on a racist tirade at the airport against a person because uh, his mother, the guy's mother, was speaking Spanish. So here's a white man hating on Hispanic. Say one more time. And explain what I did to you one more time. Talking that 
stupid Spanish around here when everybody Spanish. else is English speaking right. American. But I'm speaking to my mother in Spanish because that's her language. I don't give a Shut up. And out of nowhere, you just come out and Shut say something up. like that? Shut up! Wow, unbelievable. Mike, that is sad. You. So, so my my family that's also all military, fought like you did. I don't give a <laughs> lost limbs. Learn how to speak English. Unbelievable. You live in America. I'm just as American as you are, and, and I don't. What and you I are. don't have. To, Leave me alone. Dude, I don't have to put up with this. That's Leave the me line. alone. <laughs> I need an apology. Shut up. I will as soon as you apologize. Shut up. So that was a white man, oh. Hispanic. Wow. Okay, and here's another one. This is, um, here's a black man confronting an interracial couple sharing a meal at a restaurant. Uh, excuse the language here, guys. Um, this is uh, important. It's a, it's a black-owned restaurant, and there's a black man sitting and having a meal with his white uh, wife or girlfriend, and this black man walks up to him, and there's what's said. Look at this fuckery in a black-owned restaurant. Look at the fuckery. Wow. Y'all took, excuse me? Excuse me? Y'all together, like in an intimate relationship? Really? <laughs> What's up? You couldn't find no black woman? Like, you you had to go that low to the lowest rung of humanity? If they're even humans, it's arguably that they're even humans. Like, are you that weak? Are you that weak? Because I, I don't normally interview y'all because y'all get me so upset being so weak. But just the fact that y'all had the audacity to sit in a black-owned restaurant and share this. I, I, you know, I had to to ask, like, well, what's wrong with you? Like, you couldn't find no black woman? What, what was it? What, what was it that, that made you that weak that you would get on your knees and, and bow to... This less of a female. That's lesser than a black woman in every way. Your mother was black, right? Your mother was black, correct? Wow. Man. Goodness. Crazy. That's crazy. You know what? The next restaurant that guy goes to, he needs to be chewed out by uh by Hispanics if he's getting Mexican food or <laughs> <laughs> right. Double standards, but I know. You know, we don't, uh, you know, we pay evil for evil. But that's just crazy, man. Right. That's crazy. Well, so, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you showed all three of those to show that racism uh, can come from any skin color. Because, <laughs> you know, like even, even in the first video, it's like you see like this kind of underlying like assumption in the culture that race racism is only only comes from white people, you know, because they're like, you can't be racist. You're a minority. You know, it's like no minorities are racist too. Um, so yeah. I'm glad you showed, you know, that it comes from any color and it's not just from one skin color. My point is, and yeah, and my point to, to show that was to demonstrate that if we're going to actually address this like Christians in a way that's gospel centered, right. you got to address the sin. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. You can't just relegate it to one particular identity and say it's it's because of the color of your skin and I'm exactly. going to address the skin color. Like, Jesus didn't die for people because they were white. Right. White delights them. Jesus didn't die for people because they were black. Jesus didn't die people for people because they were Polynesian or Asian. Jesus died for human beings because they were sinners against a holy God. And one of those sins is this kind of wicked, wicked, haughty, prideful nonsense.
where you have Polynesians saying, I don't like black people because I'm making generalization because all black people are like this. How wicked is that? Or, you know, coming white to black, white to Spanish, doesn't make a difference. It's all wicked sin. And my issue right now is that the way this is being propagated by the Gospel Coalition and others who are lobbed onto this, bringing cultural Marxism into the church, the way it's being addressed is in a way that creates divisions and barriers because of skin color. Mm-hmm. Yes. Instead of addressing the real yes. sin issues, they're making up sin and then holding you accountable for this made-up sin. They're saying yes. it's white sin. Right. Or black, right. Or black and instead sin. Instead of dealing with the sin of the individual that actually hates other people because of the, right. the color of their skin, right. they're, just, they're lumping everyone into a group and saying, you're all guilty of this sin of not being racially reconciled enough, right. not having done enough to uh, better the lives of quote-unquote black America or black Christianity. And Ivy said something the other day when I was listening in on a conversation he was having, and he said, hopefully he doesn't mind me sharing this, he said, the black, the black church, the white church, I never heard of those. I thought there was one ecclesia. Yeah. Mm. And, right. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't, I mean... I see it all the time on Facebook, right? Um, we were talking about the uh, black church and our white evangelical uh, brothers and stuff. They're not supporting us. They are, they're not uh, being sensitive towards us. Um, I don't personally know any. And I'm pretty sure um, there might be white evangelicals that are like in denial, right, about... right what happened and you guys just need to get over it and this, that, and the third. Who cares if people getting shot? If they have that type of attitude instead of saying, yeah, you know, we're really sorry about what's going on right. in the black community, but let's deal with the core issue here. Yeah, You know what I mean? We right. are praying, we are mourning too with those who mourn. But you as my brother, as my black or my white brother, whatever you are, um, you have a charge, you know, by God in scripture to be connected to me and uh, you know and well, well us to be connected together that's how he put his church that's how he formed his church all those that are called that are elected no matter what they look like are one body and we cannot separate that mm. and so like uh if, if if there are people being partial uh um evangelicals uh from the pastor on down then we could open rebuke them, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and let them know, hey, you're being insensitive. You, you're not actually acting the way that Christ would act right. in this manner. Right. right. Now, I don't want you to be my spokesman. I don't need you to be my hero. There's only one Lord, and he's the one that says uh, how these things work in the body of Christ and what we ought to do in the cosmos in order to be effective witnesses. Mm. Because if the world see is seeing us pull each other apart and there's the discord there and there's gossip and there's slander. I mean, that's enough to have Christ's name blasphemed among the heathens. Yes. And his name ought, ought to be hallowed, as we know. Yes. And so and, and so one of the things that, that really bugged me is, okay, the black church, the white church. I catch myself uh, saying that. And then I have to correct myself. Well, there's no black church. Yeah, I can go to um, a, I, I can go to a building and it'd be predominantly black or predominantly white but they still both of them are part of the ecclesia as Mm -hmm. daniel said that's so true we are still one church i said that in one of my songs many buildings but one bought church and so i think 
you know, like when I said, you know, when it comes to this issue, it's like the theology just goes out of the window yeah. for some odd reason. Yes. And it's, it, it, I mean, it's really sad because yes. uh, let me just say this too, real quick. Uh, in Acts 17 and 6, uh, they said it turned, they, these men turned the world upside down. They're, they're getting the world upset. Why? Because of the message. Yeah. Because of the gospel. They're living it out. I mean, the emphasis was on, man, these guys are sharing the gospel and, and they're they're messing people up and lives are being changed and all that type of stuff. They were causing trouble. So I have no problem with Christians being in trouble uh, because um, we, we we ought to get our hands dirty. That's so to important. Speak. Yeah, that's important. But yeah, yeah. And and but we ought to do it in the name of Christ. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's yeah, that's it's it's, it's just sad. So I guess the, the the fundamental thing there is that wherever this hatred exists, it needs to be spoken against prophetically by the church, no matter what color. Yep. It needs to be outright well, condemned. But what we ought not to be doing is taking the cultural Marxist playbook and now running plays right. with it within the Christian community. The haves and the have-nots. I mean, do you understand? This is so important to get. We are going to talk about this over the next couple of weeks. You understand that there's a, a particular historical pedigree to all of this stuff that has now infiltrated the church. You understand that there's a pedigree to it. That economic Marxism did not work. And so when people came over from Frankfurt, Frankfurt School, came over to New York City, started establishing themselves, they specifically ran a play on the United States they knew based upon capitalism and Christianity, they couldn't run economic Marxism in the way that they wanted to. So what do they do? They turn it into something different. They turn it into from haves and have nots to, okay, let's divide based upon homosexuality and race. Mm. They ran that play mm. and dang it, it worked. It worked Man. in American culture yeah. and guess what? It's working now within the Christian church. Yep. That's where it comes from. It has a pedigree. We let it into the church. It's up to us to condemn it condemn it because right. that is not how we receive unity it's not right you know for, right. exa for, for, exa for example this this stuff that goes on where you have police officers murdering murdering young black men yeah we've done shows yep. on this but when you have police officers shooting down young black men in cold blood in front of their own children in front of kids mm. in cars just in cold blood the the church needs to rise up black yellow, red, and white need to rise up against that and speak against it prophetically as sin and begin to preach God's judicial standards against it. Mm. But we have to, white people, white Christians, have to be sensitive to the fact that the black community is crying out for help in these instances, and they're saying, look, we're being killed. Look at the injustice. We ought to come in and scoop them up and lift them up and stay. we're here with you. We're here with you. We recognize the injustice. We condemn it together together with you. But we ought to join together recognizing that you know what the problem is? It's not just skin color. Right. It's a problem of justice. Right. These are unjust standards in our society, and we ought to preach against it, but be very sensitive to the fact that the black community is telling us. Do you understand that we're being pulled over because we're driving while black? Do you understand that we're being shot? Um, in, 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 we have it on video. It's an unjust killing. Do you understand that we need you to stand up for us? We ought to stand up. Yes, we absolutely. Ought to, we ought to stand up. And you up. know what? Can I say this real quick? Yeah. And it's it, and and this is so true because sometimes we can get so cornal, right? And 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 uh, we're just on skin color. Now, yes, we have to. You know, like I said earlier, I, I don't know if it was on um, Apology to TV or earlier uh, here, um, but 
this 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 is a i mean this is a true uh, um 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 well this is some truth that i i think everybody needs to embrace that okay yes we understand that that's going on and we don't minimize that but 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 in ephesians 6 12 and on we fight not you know with you know um our weapons of warfare as you know it's not carnal um you know but 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 we're fighting against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places yes people aren't real realizing that right Th those powers and those principalities don't have an ethnic has or excuse me have an ethnic background yes they don't. yes you know and so we we are fighting against something that is beyond skin we're fighting with worldviews people's hearts we're fighting with with uh, demonic forces. And so we need to come together, both white, both black, evangelicals that belong to Christ. And yeah, we need to challenge that. We need to go to, you know, um, as I said, we need to find our legislators and we need to go to our city halls. We need to go to our police officers, talk to the chiefs. Whatever we need to do, we need to do it together as believers in order for this issue to um, just come to not. You know what I mean? Right. right. And um, yeah, and so like, it's, it's 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 very ignorant to be like, oh, you guys aren't with me, you guys aren't fighting with me, and uh, well, well, guess what? If they are part of the body, they are going to fight with you. Find if or if if you see some brothers that's not fighting with you, rebuke, call them on it, talk to the pastors or whatever, and get some other brothers to fight with you. And they don't all have to be white, you know. Get some black brothers, get some Hispanic brothers, but fight nonetheless. But I see a lot of people just behind a computer. And they just want to type out what's in their heart, and it's a lot, and it's full of hatred. When yeah. is the last time you actually did something? Go outside your house, gather some brothers together, and actually um, um, address these issues. You know, going to the places where this is happening, that demanding justice, biblical justice, that needs to happen. Biblical because, justice, yeah, yeah, biblical. Because because this is silly. This is stupid. It shouldn't be in the church. I mean, we should. I mean, we should be shaking our heads like, what is going on? We are embracing what the pagans have um, uh, 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 set up for us. You know, I mean, this. It, it, I mean, it's almost like they set it up like, hey, let's get these Christians involved and see. And mm -hmm. it's all of it is about division. That's what it is. And, and I think that if I could say one last word here, and I definitely want to hear Marcus, too. I want to hear you speak to this. What what I'm saying is, as a minister of the gospel, as 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 a as a brother to all my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, is that this is not the way that you see reconciliation taking place right. in the New Testament. You do not see the apostles, you don't see the Lord Jesus speaking to how reconciliation takes place between us in the way that's being propagated today. And by that, I mean the idea that we start bringing up hurts from the past and demanding of our brothers and sisters in Christ that they get on their knees and repent maybe over sins that they've got nothing to do with because then that will bring reconciliation and peace between us. You don't see that in the New Testament record and there was racial division in the New Testament record. It's oh, there, yeah. it's on the page. And you never see inspired apostles telling Christians to, to bring reconciliation this way. I wanna say something that might be very controversial, but it's been on my heart and I, and I need to say it. What's taking place, what I've seen over the last week with some black brothers and sisters that I love with all of my heart, is I see them saying things like, well, that sound very, very much like Jesus' story of the unmerciful servant. 
the unmerciful servant mm. goes before the master and the master forgives them a debt that they could never ever repay ever not in several lifetimes right. it's just freely washed away then the unmerciful servant goes and he finds a fellow slave that owes them pennies mm -hmm. and he goes mm. and he demands that, that person pay him back and he begins to choke him saying you pay me back yep. what you owe me what's the master do when he finds out that mm. servant's done that he There's says, didn't I forgive you all this sin, all this debt? I gave it all, I, I washed it all away, and you're going to go and beat another servant Ouch. for what they owe you? Yep. That's, I'm sorry, to beaty. Wow. And what, no, hap and what happened to that servant? That's, that's probably the most perfect biblical example of what's happening right now. That's that's what I, I see that, taking place. That's that's absolutely true. And, and I want to add, too, that there's, I, I think we talked about this, there's a difference in scripture in terms of how like national repentance works and repentance among brethren uh, in the church. So th right. those are two separate views yeah, point. Of, of repentance. And what's happening is you have these Christian brothers who are looking at a national sin and they're going to other Christian brothers and holding them to the standard of national repentance uh, that is that is not the way it works within the body of Christ. The body of Christ, it's forgiven, it's done, it's dealt with. That's, that's, how, that's how it should be. But you can't sit there and say, well, in the Bible, in order for national repentance to happen, all these things had to take place and then there had to be justice with a sword and we need justice with a the sword to take place in the church. Because that's how uh, it's gonna, you know, we're we're gonna be finally be able to forgive each other by increasing your taxes and funding public schools. And if you're okay with doing that, then we'll be free within the church. That's that's not. That's yeah, not, yeah. That's yeah. a blending of the roles of church and state. Yeah, and that's I not in scripture. And I, and I reject, I reject the idea that uh, atonement can be brought about by mon hikes. my money. <laughs> right. Right. That's you know, can well, I say something really yes, quick? Yes. Because, I mean, you hear a lot about white privilege, even from Christians, black Christians, right? And I really don't get this because this is a, a, a rhetorical question, obviously. But if I was to ask, if I was to ask you, um, being liberated, right, from... Um, from from uh, sin, we know that we go through the sanctification process, so we're not totally uh, 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 free from the absence of sin into our glorification. You know, with uh, Romans eight twenty eight, all that. Uh, but but here's the thing: um, if I was to ask you, hey man, I'm 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 liberated. Sin will not will not condemn me when I stand before my my uh, Savior. Why? Because He came. He, um, it's imputed righteousness. We understand justification. Uh, I mean, I've been saved, right? Uh, and he said all authority's his and I'm in him and he's in me. And the whole cosmos, he has authority over. And so I get the chance to be a partaker um, with that because I'm joint heirs with Christ, right? Um, would you consider me being, well, based on that, would you consider me being a very privileged individual? Hmm. Of course you would. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course you would. Yeah. Because the because the see that's why we don't have the right. That argument should never come from our lips. 
we should care about our black brothers and sisters being gunned down and injustice no matter what we look like but yeah we're seeing more black people on the news my brothers and sisters who, who, who i love it's very sad people don't see me on my knees people don't see me upset about it as well but i understand that hey i we we as christians have the advantage because we see the outcome of it and even now things and of course that post meal you know we're, yep. we are in the cosmos by the power of the holy spirit changing the world by preaching the gospel letting people know the authority that we do have so i don't have time as a believer to sit there and cry about something that our lord has already said that we're more than conquerors now we 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 triumph we 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 rejoice in the victory of our lord the great uh death blow to the grave and satan and everything else but while we're here we fight and so we have privilege to you know to get out there and to set these things straight and i don't i just can't for the life of me um understand how christians are missing how privileged we are wow mm, that's good powerful i'm just sitting here thinking you know you look at the, even the new testament you have uh a, another form of of racism essentially where you have the hebrews they're mad because they think you know christ died just for them it's like no 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 christ christ died for all all colors and shades and and uh you know and then you got paul saying we're not focusing on the differences right because he died for all 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 types of people and i think part of the problem we have here is that there's becoming too much of a focus on the difference the differences that we have and not enough on what we have in common which is christ right and uh you you know i'm I'm even sitting here thinking of like you know like you ivy or marcus like you guys are you know, you guys are Presbyterian. We're Baptist, but we don't focus on that, right? Because no. it's such it's a, such a it's such a minor uh, difference that we have. We have so much more in common. Let's focus on what we have in common, so we can accomplish things for the kingdom. And when you allow these other things that aren't important, I, no, I don't want to say not important, but not as important as the gospel to divide us. You know, that's where it becomes an issue. Amen. Yeah. True. So true. Daniel looks like he wants to say something. Well, I, I just have this thing I'd like to read, which is it was written by Jupiter Hammond, who was in a slave that was born a slave and died a slave in the United States. And this is what he wrote. He said, Oh, how glorious is an eternal life of happiness and how dreadful an eternity of misery. Those of us who have had religious masters and have been taught to read the Bible and have been brought by their example and teaching to a sense of divine things how happy shall we be to meet them in heaven where we shall join them in praising God forever. This is a guy that was a slave and yet he recognized no matter what the injustices that have happened to me in this life, I will join around the throne of God praising with this person who was my master and an unjust master who had, who had enslaved him unjustly. Right, right. And he recognized if God doesn't set me free during this lifetime, like I'm in bondage to Christ and that's more important than whatever injustices I face in this life. Yeah. 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 There you go, guys. Well, praise God. Ivy, thanks for joining us today, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Real talk. I had a good time. Real yeah. talk. Real talk. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope this is a blessing to you guys. Hopefully it was helpful. We do plan on trying to provide some real support to the church, to the kingdom of God, by way of unraveling some of these worldview issues that have infiltrated the church, the kingdom of God. And uh, it's important. It's not trivial. 
It's not minor things, big things. Obviously, look what it's done to us. Um, and no, I'm not. We're not. Um, we're not being alarmist here when we say this is a real problem. You can tell when something is from the devil and evil. It's a spiritual attack on the church by how quickly it can divide. Yeah. And just the initial phases of this breaking into the church, man, it's, div- it's divided fast. And if it doesn't get squashed with the gospel and the word of God quickly, we're in some real trouble in the days ahead. True. And that's coming from people who are dat post mill. That's right. <laughs> right. We believe True. that Jesus is going to win the that's entire right. world. It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean we're not going to have suffering and persecution and divisions. And so let's get on it together, guys. I want to say that I love with all my heart, my black brothers and sisters, my brown brothers and sisters, any color. We love each other. We're unified in the kingdom of Christ. We're all one in Jesus Christ. Let's fight this battle the Lord's way and Amen. not our ways, not man's way, not with carnal means. Let's Amen. do it with the spiritual spiritual weapons that God has given to us. Ivy, we love you, brother. We love you too. I mean, I love you too. I'm speaking <laughs> more people. Yeah. <laughs> but love you guys. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Luke the Bear. Peace out, y'all. Deacon Dan. Adios. King Ginger. See you, man. I'm the Ninja. We'll catch you guys next week. Sympathetic, prophetic, medic, skeptics get pricked. Pyogenic. He's glorious, victorious. Play on his holiness. Remember historians. You can tell them by the arborists. I rest in Christ, a whole new laborious. If you don't submit to his lordship, then he won't acquit. Perfect judgment. He is so rich, so I don't argue with people when they say the gospel don't make sense. You gotta be quickened, otherwise it's foolishness. You gotta admit sins, repent. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you're hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to yukonsbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face